Unless we stand up today, women's and girls' sports and all of our opportunities will fade away. We all know it. It will not take long until there will be an entire male, female team. Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, our guest is Beth Stelzer. She's a housewife, mom, amateur powerlifter in Minnesota. And Beth is also the founder of Save Women's Sports. Uh, and you founded that in early 2019, right? Yeah, that's correct. All right. Well, Beth, thanks for joining us. I mean, I think, first of all, we'll maybe have people uh, hear your story because, you know, you can go on YouTube too because uh, Beth is testifying at various state uh, legislatures to protect women's sports against transgender, uh, really, takeover of the sports. And so, Beth, why don't you tell a little, uh, little bit about your story, and then we'll get into the, the idiocy that's taking place in our world today. Sure. So I consider myself just an average American citizen. I am a rural mom and housewife and found this love for powerlifting. And after a couple years of intense training, thought I was ready to enter the Women's State Championships. And when I did in 2019, it was disrupted because a male was not allowed to compete. And so that was the first time my eyes were really opened to this. And I realized how many people are being harassed and silenced for speaking up and, and just this power that this crazy ideology has over our society. Well, it's like a, it's almost like a tsunami that's it's really uh, taking over the world in terms of allowing men to compete against women. I mean, if we'd have been talking about this 10 years ago, they'd have, they'd have had us exactly. arrested. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it is just crazy, the, the gaslighting and the groupthink that is, is going on here. Uh, when they control the language, they control you. Two plus two does not equal five. It equals four. Yeah, no matter how <laughs> much you like to call the, this out for what it is. Yeah, no matter yeah. how much you like the number five, uh, it doesn't work out that way. And so no matter how much they scream at me that transgender women are women, we all know in our hearts that they are not. They are male bodied individuals trying to force their way into women's spaces, which, you know, as a guy, I mean, I can't think of anything more uh ridiculous than to say, you know what, I need to compete against women so that I can feel like I win something. Why and, would you have any pride in that medal? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. And, you know, one of the things that I've seen on your testimony uh, on several different locations, whether it was Montana or Arkansas, you know, you talk about just the physical difference. I think people kind of know it, but if you could talk a little bit about, you know, the physiology and, and how much of an advantage guys have over women I think it'll, uh, you know, just shock people. Sure. So the the average over the board of a male competitive advantage over females is about 10%, depending on, on what sport you look at across the board. It's around 10%. But when you look into a sport like mine of powerlifting, the male competitive advantage is over 64% over females. So you can look and the male for the same body weight and age as me is lifting about double. It's, it's a common sense issue. And so they have larger bones, bigger muscles that have more cells that can stay longer, train easier. They have more hemoglobin, larger lungs, bigger heart. This all carries oxygen around their body easier. And not only that, but the very real reality that women were made to be childbearers and our hips are different. 
And we deal with some very real realities with that, that males do not have to deal with. For example, I struggled around training through miscarriages. And so that's something that I hold dear to my heart, that these males will never know what that feels like to get out of bed and train after that. Well, the good news for them is they never will, no matter how much they would like to. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. These differences cannot be mitigated. The two sexes are immutable. Yeah, and I, you know, and I think you know, you stress that you know when you talk about this that you know this isn't a partisan issue, that this isn't a religious issue, but in reality, all, look, exactly right. But in reality, we are created different. That's not bad, right? I mean, I think Aristotle it should be celebrated. We're created complementary, and those differences should be celebrated, not erased. Right. Aristotle says the greatest inequality of the world is to try to make unequal things equal. You can't do it, no matter. No matter how hard you try or no matter how hard you try to deny a reality to say that women testosterone level does not make a man a woman. No, (laughs) no. And you know what? I, I, you know, we have four children. There was never a time that I thought, boy, that would be neat. I, I was more than happy to allow my wife to do all that. And God bless her, because if guys had to have babies and do that kind of stuff, there'd never be any kids in the world. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's an incredible feat, you know, and, and like we said, that should be celebrated. Well, it's just ridiculous that we are even in this situation to have this conversation of this common sense issue. Well, and, you know, you took it up, you know, your husband kind of got you started in it, right? And then took you to a competition. I mean, if you'd have known what you knew today, what you know today, how bad it is, would you even have started powerlifting knowing that you in all likelihood, if would have to I compete were to against have men. To compete against males, of course, I wouldn't start. There would be no point. But thankfully, the federation that I lift with has protected women because we are a heavily drug tested federation. They put their foot down and said that a man competing with a woman would be no different than someone doping, and we can't allow that. So that's one of the reasons. Also, I've stepped up. There are a few organizations, but many other women need safety and support. Well, you know, and you talk about this too in, in your testimony. Uh, what kind of um, assault have you been under for speaking the truth? Oh, it came hard and heavy right at the beginning when I started speaking out. Um, all sorts of names, of course, you know, from transphobic to bigoted to racist even, which I find pretty crazy. And death threats, actual death threats, just for trying to say it is not fair for a male to compete in female sports. It's ridiculous. Sometimes the mob will wait for me outside the Capitol when I testify at places. It's pretty ridiculous, but I'd like to point out that it is just a small fraction. I mean, I have transgender athletes on my team who are and feel the same way I do, that they have an advantage. It's just this minority of these crazy activists that we're listening to. And I just don't understand why we're listening to the feelings of this small percentage and not the facts that support half the population. Well, and in reality, we're, we're, well, reality, we're denying reality, right? We're creating our own reality. By conflating sex with gender identity, we are, they are creating this whole nother alternate and it, and it erases women. Well, and that's the thing, you know, we have title nine for a reason. And we're basically just flushing that down the toilet because you're yeah, like well, you said. Biden already did that for us on yep. International Women's Day, writing an executive order that replaced on the basis of sex with gender identity. Well, it included the two, but it basically erases the definition of what sex is. Gender identity isn't definable and it's based on feelings. Yeah. And all of us know, especially you know, you're a mom, you know, I have kids. 
if if we went by what our kids felt all the time, our heads would be spinning like Sybil. Yeah, I mean, we have to be telling these people the truth. They have male bodies that can't be changed. They shouldn't be competing with women. And if they truly feel like a woman, they should understand that. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Now, you testify, you testify, you know, all across the country, either live or via Zoom. And, I, you know, I think there's like something like 27 states that have introduced legislation. How has that been going when you go to the states? How have you been received by the politicians that listen to your testimony? I have gotten many thank yous for my grace and presence during the testimony um, from all sides. And we are now up to 30 states. I just got back from the introduction in North Carolina this week, and that's over 60 pieces of legislation that we're working on. And congratulations, Arkansas yesterday signed their law joining Mississippi as the second this session to create a law joining Idaho as the third state in our nation to protect female sports. Well, and there'll be more to follow. Uh, I would like to ask you about what's going on in South Dakota with uh, with uh, with Governor Newham. Um, you know, she was supporting of it, and, I, and I've seen her talk about it. Now she says that the legislation isn't strong enough. Have you been following that at all in terms of, because it's making a lot of sure, national I drove, news. I drove four and a half hours, one way, twice, to go to South Dakota to testify in person, and she did not have time to meet with me or the other representatives, some who had authored the other bills. Now, I'm not sure her motives behind all of this, but we worked very hard to support that bill and her starting her own little coalition and sending this crazy Stalin form veto was like a slap in the face to those who have been working on this issue and the legislators in South Dakota. Well, the other thing is, um, you know, while that bill was being drafted, she could have had some input and said, look, if you do it this way, then I can't support it. But if you do it this way, I can support it. And I don't I don't I don't remember hearing any of that take place. Too little, too late. On International Women's Day, she tweeted how excited she was to sign this bill. So in the meantime, the mob outside her governor's mansion and the threats from Amazon and other profits must have got to her. Maybe it's the looming presidential campaign that she's working toward. It's only for me to assume. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows what what the motives are? It just seems a bit odd. I mean, you hear her. She could have spoke with the other people who have already started coalitions to start this. We have a group of women's groups to family policy groups, you know, from Christians to radical feminists. We're all here standing together. Why weren't we enough? Uh, well, that's true, right? I mean, in the end, you know, look, evil is a bully, and this is evil, right? What's trying to take place here, because not only are they trying to steal women's sports away, but think about the privacy, right? I mean, g- young girls, anybody who has daughters, do you want guys in the locker room with your daughter before, a co- before and after a competition? Think about this. There are a lot of women, young women, who have already been assaulted. They deserve sex-separated spaces so they can feel safe and heal. They don't need to go into a locker room and stumble across a male body looming over them. It's already happening. And then girls are leaving school, enrolling in private school, homeschooling. We've seen the government tell them they don't have bodily privacy. It is time for women to stand up. Well, why why aren't they? Is it is it the assault, the the threats, the, the peer bullying. pressure? It's, 
it's this scapegoat of using cancel culture to hurt women. And I think everyone just needs to see that you know, they are just bullies and we do need to stand up against this. Sometimes it seems like a David versus Goliath battle, but we all know how that went, how that worked out. So we just need to put our stake in the ground and say we're not budging on this. Transgender women are not women. No, I mean, in, in any sense of the form. Now, look, they need help, right? I mean, there there's a delusion going on there. We they all need, have yeah. compassion coming Absolutely. towards this issue, right? I don't come from this from a place of hate or irrational fear of trans people. It's It's common sense, and I know how hard the women before me fought to have the rights I have today and to see them eroding from under my feet and handed to males on a silver platter is so disheartening. We have to speak up. And I am proof that one voice, no matter how hard it shakes, can make a difference. What are you going to do to protect the females in your life? Yeah, I mean, you know what? I think people, you know, in order to get a backbone, one, take some calcium tablets. But the other thing is, hey, how about watching the clip from Braveheart, right? Where the first big battle, they start walking away, and Mel Gibson has to come up and say, hey, what are you going to do? This is your time. Otherwise, you're going to be dying in your bed one day saying, I had the opportunity and regret that you shrunk instead of, you know, really stood up, right? Exactly. Exactly. What will you be telling the future generations of females you did to protect their rights? Well, and, and think of anybody listening today uh, who who has a daughter or a granddaughter and they decide, you know, dad or grandpa or mom or whoever, you know, what? I'm not even going to bother competing because, look, here's the deal. Even if I'm the best woman out there, I might come in sixth or seventh place with all the guys competing. We already have girls that are telling their moms they don't want to compete because they know there's no point. And how sad is that? Absolutely ridiculous. That is sad. Talk about, like, the girls that are losing their scholarships and sponsorships. When you jump to the next level, I have a gal around my age who was told if she didn't basically be quiet, that her sponsor was going to yank the sponsorship from their entire team, not give them their gear for the year if she didn't be quiet. Well, you know what? I would have told that them sort what, of thing is what's happening. Yeah, I would have told them what they could have done with the gear. Well, when you have a team of women who are paying their way, who are moms, who rely on that gear to be able to compete in the world championship, it's a hard place to be. It is hard, but in the end, right? Right is right, and it's always right, and wrong is wrong, and it's always wrong. And you know, I th- that's the worst part about this whole thing, right? People are going to have to suffer pain, maybe financially, whatever it may be. To defend what is right, but if it does, if people don't defend what is right, then the next generation is shot. They got no hope. Exactly. We are all going to have to be put in some uncomfortable positions. I've sacrificed a lot to get to this point, and we need more female athletes to stand up to these bullies. So you have a website, and you know I don't want to wait till the end because knowing me, I'll forget. Uh, can you talk <laughs> about you know save women's sports? How people can follow what you're doing? How can they support what you're doing? Sure. We're on all social social media. Uh, our main base is SaveWomenSports.com. You can find ways to take action. You can look at all the state updates there. Um, find out more about the Title IX lawsuits that have gone on, uh, ways to join the team. We'd love to have you. You can send an email to me at info at SaveWomenSports.com. Lots of ways to help out. Are you seeing more and more people hopping on board like, hey, you know what, this is oh, ridiculous and I'm turning, standing up? For yeah. sure. 
For sure. It used to be one of those conversations that maybe you'd have with your buddies, you know, after work, never in front of anyone. And now it's actually a conversation that's coming to the light of day. And it's a great thing. Like you said, it's, it's, it's not an easy place to be, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, and I, you know, I remember here reading the stories about you know the young high school girls in Connecticut, and you know, there's pictures on the inter- internet of you know the girls just getting beat in track yeah, and field. Yeah, we have the videos on our YouTube page. It's ridiculous to watch. Yeah, and your YouTube page. I mean, I, again, I I just pulled up YouTube and was and just typed in your name. You can see your testimony at various states. Are you the only one running around doing this? Is somebody else kind of helping you because? you know, there's safety in numbers. Right. Yeah. I usually, uh, usually travel with others and, um, we have teammates that are local that help testify. The issue here is that our government doesn't make it easy for the average person to participate. Mm-hmm. And often these bills get introduced and they get a hearing and we get a day, maybe two, maybe three, if we're lucky, notice of right. when this hearing is going to be. And most people that would want to testify have a normal job and a normal life. And it's really hard to drop everything and testify. So I'm really grateful that I am in a position that I am able to do that. Well, it's great, you know, having, you know, your husband's support, family support. Because uh, to try to do that on your own would be tough. And that's the other thing, right? Hey, this isn't just a women's thing. Guys need to stand up and, you know what, talk need about the this. the support of men. It, yeah, it might not exactly be your battle, but women need your support. And they need you to tell them that it is okay to speak up. Well, as far as I can tell, unless something happened, uh, you know, from extraterrestrials, we all came from women. So we all have a connection with women. <laughs> for us, For us to abdicate this, and look, guys... Guys have been pitiful for a long time. They've they've abdicated way too much of their responsibility. And what a what a better issue to stand up for your daughter, for your wife, for your niece, whoever it may be, because this if guys stand up and women stand up, this thing will be a slam dunk. And if we don't, it won't. Right. Our bill sponsor in uh, North Carolina is a male and he brought his daughter and his granddaughter with. So his granddaughter could watch him introduce this bill because he wanted her to see that there were men that stood up for her. So you have 30 states that have, uh, you know, proposed legislation. Yeah. Uh, what is, you know, what is your best guess in terms of how many states will join the other three in terms of, you know what, this is this I is going to go. speculate at this point because we thought Governor Nome was <laughs> yeah. going to sign that one, and look what happened there. So it's not for me to speculate, but I can say that we do have a handful that are in the second chamber that are well on their way to working their way to the governor's desk. And you have governors in those, and mo- you know, I'm not going to go state by state, but you have governors you know, in that even state. Even if the governor isn't in favor, mm-hmm. the, there are ways, if the Senate is still in favor, to bring the bill back to life after vetoes. Right. So there are always options that we will work, because we will not back down. We will keep pushing, and we need to keep this momentum going. We need to keep the pressure on. Well, and I think, you know, have giving you as many avenues to speak about this because we you know you mentioned the cancel culture earlier but the other thing is right they're trying to suppress anybody who doesn't agree with with this ideology whether it's you know the ryan anderson's in the world and different people books so my guess is it's harder to get you know on media outlets because they're trying they're trying to shut you down 
Yeah, we have to be very careful. I actually have a personal story about Ryan Anderson's book, When Harry Became Sally. Yeah, we've interviewed him, but go ahead and talk about it. Yeah. I I wanted to donate that book to my local library, and they told me it was too controversial. And I had to approach the board and show them how they had a whole shelf of books, how to help your transgender child, but none to actually show how to have compassion for them and not to trans them. And, And they still said no, I'm sure. They finally took the book. Oh, wow. Wow. I was able to meet Ryan one day and tell him that story in person, so it was great. But it's very disheartening to see what's happening with Amazon, and and now it's crazy. Well, we were talking before we came on, and, uh, you know, there's some people that are saying, well, if if boys do this pre-puberty, then they should be able to compete, when in reality, you know, all you're doing to, to... to embrace what what has to be done, cross-sex hormones, puberty-blocking drugs to kids. I mean, they're basically sanctioning child abuse so that they can compete against women. That That's mind-boggling. Yeah, you said it, and it is very, very disheartening to see that there are Olympic athletes, women's sports federations that are advocating for that. Makes zero sense. Zero sense. And, yes. and and to think about it, every record would be wiped from the books that women have accomplished, wouldn't they? Unless we stand up today, women's and girls' sports and all of our opportunities will fade away. We all know it. It will not take long until there will be an entire male-female team. Well, and you talk about it, right? There'll be male sports and co-ed sports, and women's sports will be you know, on a library shelf one day say, oh, yeah, I remember they had those way back when. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It is ridiculous. It's almost like that tale, The Emperor's New Clothes. Like, who is going to step up and tell the truth? (laughs) Well, it's exactly like that. You know, I mean, in the end, although I'm surprised they haven't pulled that from the shelf, right? Because we're we're pulling uh, everybody else. Dr. Seuss has to disappear. So now we got to get rid of... uh, Hans Christian Andersen, I think that's Everyone who wrote the book. Stop being so sensitive. <laughs> oh, can you? You know, everybody wears their emotions on their sleeves. I, I, you know, I grew up in Philly. If you wore your emotions on your sleeves, you'd have never made it. Right. <laughs> never made it. Uh, you know, I can't. Yeah, it's an interesting world. Yeah. How are your kids handling all the stuff that's going on? So I have a 10-year-old son, and he loves to train with me. Oh, good. Uh, for example, he can I can lift over 300 pounds off the ground after my years of training, and he just started a couple hours a week at age 10, hasn't hit puberty yet, 200 pounds. It will not be long until he can outlift me for sure, no matter how hard I train. Right. Well, I th- that's a perfect awesome example. And he's very proud to, to see what I'm doing. Well, and it's he, a good example for him to stand up for himself. It, it really is. And, and to realize, you know, the, the inequalities and inequities that we have to face in this world, ones that we would have never dreamed of growing up, and now it's in our face. And it's almost like we're living, I don't know if you've ever read the Screwtape Letters, letters by C.S. No. Lewis, but it's like good is evil and evil is good. It's, I would highly recommend it. It feels like that's the world we're living in. He writes we're it from 1984. Exactly. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling to say that we have to have a radio show where two people are talking about guys aren't girls no matter how much they think they are. <laughs> it's just absurd is the only thing I can think of. I mean, there's so much like double speak, gaslighting, group thought. 
we just need to break free. We should not be complying with this lie. Well, and that's what it is, right? And we know evil, you know, the evil one is the father of lies, and people are buying it hook, line, and sinker. I always picture him just kind of sitting back thinking, I can't believe these people bought this stuff. <laughs> Not only have they bought it, they're carrying it further than I would have ever imagined. And I'm sure the people behind this uh, are thinking the same way. There's a lot of money involved, um, which leads to the censorship and the bullying. And I'm very proud that this grassroots organization that I have started has made such progress in just a couple of years. So do you get a lot of hits on the web page? you get a lot of emails? I mean, are people saying, hey, how can I help you? What, what is the, when you get the responses, what, you know, other than shock and awe, what, what do they want to do to kind of further what you're doing? Yeah, they just want to know how to help. Lately, it's a lot of, you know, my state doesn't have a bill yet or my state has a bill. How can I support? So we're really just that, that middleman to help people get the work done. Well, you're out of Minnesota. What's going on in Minnesota? Anything good? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we do have a, a few bills in, in the works. Uh, however, we did recently see a transgender student win a bathroom case here. Mm-hmm. in minnesota mm-hmm. yeah which is sad. and i'm in colorado so you know any you know so we even thought about it to put it in the legislature it, it would be in the kill committee before they could even the ink would dry <laughs> yeah it's it, it's tough in, in some areas and let's touch back on this should not be a partisan issue this shouldn't even be a religious issue this is common sense nobody can deny biology and how bodies work <laughs> Well, the, the interesting thing is, you know, uh, religious people, whatever, we always get, a, a, you know, accused of, you don't believe in science. And now you got the other side saying, we're creating our own science, right? They, they have basically flushed biology it's down the toilet. It's an age that you can pay a scientist to say whatever you want to and say that it's science. Most of the time when these athletes are pointing to studies about transgender athletes, it's one study. It wasn't even using the scientific method done by a transgender doctor with self-reported evidence from transgender athletes. So tell me why we should be listening to that study when we have places like the Karolinska Institute in Sweden telling us after scientific actual studies, they have proven that you can't change that muscle mass. You know, I would have done much better in school if I could have made up my own science and they would have approved it. No, really, huh? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would have got better grades. My dad would have been much happier. But unfortunately, uh, you know, sci- you know, facts are the facts, and people like to deny them, and then look at you like you're the crazy one. Exactly. Uh, why don't you remind? We only have uh, about you know thirty seconds to go. Can you remind? What's the web page that people can go on? And again, how can people follow you? Can they help you financially? What can they do? You can donate us to us at SaveWomenSports.com. We also have Venmo and PayPal. You can visit us on all the social medias, YouTube. Uh, hit us up, info at SaveWomenSports.com. Really appreciate the opportunity 